I'm CJ Peterson, and welcome to The Journey is Real. We talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their heart. Today, my guest is Jeff Rasley, and we've titled his podcast, Philanthro Trucking, You Have to Get Lost Before You Can Be Found. Thank you for coming on today, Jeff. Thank you for having me, CJ. It's my pleasure. Okay. When we're talking about this, for you to explain, it was unique. So please explain to those who are listening, what is Philanthro Trucking? Okay, um, so uh, I studied Greek in college and seminary, and phil philanthropos uh, is the, the root Greek word for philanthropy, and philos means love, and thropos means humanity. So philanthrotrekking is a combining philanthropy with trekking. So love of humanity combined with trekking. Nice. How did you come up with the, this idea? Well, it, it evolved over several years um, of me going regularly to the India and Nepal Himalayas and uh, doing a lot of treks and mountain climbing over there. How, and I got to back that up a little bit more. How did you even start that? <laughs> What what made you want to even go there? I mean, take us back because yeah, I, I, uh, I like I have some people love jumping out of planes. I have no desire to run a, jump out of a perfectly good flying airplane. Um, so what? Well, made I've done that too. That? Oh, geez. <laughs> so what made you want to make that leap from being just here to wanting to climb a beautiful snowy mountain? I mean, I do. Yeah, uh, Indiana is pretty flat, so. It, uh, it wasn't a sort of normal thing that Hoosiers do, but um, I turned 40 and according to my wife, I was manifesting midlife crisis symptoms, which she was correct about. Um, and one of the reasons is because uh, I was extremely busy. I was the head of a small law firm. I was a very active father with two kids. I was involved in all sorts of um, extracurricular activities. I uh, was director on several corporations, very active in the church, and I was just busy, 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 busy. So, um, and I was getting grumpier and grumpier, and I came home one day from the office, and my wife slaps this brochure down on the table in front of me and says, why don't you go do this? And it was a brochure about um, hiking the Mount Everest Base Camp Trail. Wow. And um, what she realized was um, adventure travel had always been an important part of my life. Mm -hmm. And I, because of the busyness, I hadn't done anything really adventurous in terms of travel uh, for several years. And she realized that this was something my soul needed. So that was her therapy for the midlife crisis. Go take a hike, buddy, and do it on the other side of the world. <laughs> I, know, I appreciate her bluntness because that, that took you on an interesting path. Being a nature kid myself, I get it. If, if I'm not in nature for long periods of times, I get a little grumpy myself. And so it's like getting back to nature brings me closer to God. And so when I, you know, we do the daily devotions, we do we go to church, we have a relationship with them. But for me, I connect with him on a stronger level when I'm in nature itself, you know, and what his hands have created. 
yeah, um, same here. I, I would express it a little bit differently, but yeah, that's uh, being out in the Himalayas uh, for me is like being in the most magnificent cathedral there is. Um, so that that was the experience I had when I went over there for the first time, which was in 1995. And I just fe I fell in love with um, being up in those mountains, the spectacular, magnificent kind of, beauty kind of, of it. Kind of take us along that, because I mean, the excitement and the nerves kind of mixed all together with getting off of an airplane, knowing you're going to be climbing Mount Everest. Um, what was that like? Well, first of all, I didn't climb Mount Everest. We, I, I was with a, a trekking group. Okay. Um, and uh, in fact, one of my best friends from Indianapolis came with me. So the two of us joined this group and we hiked on the, the trail that leads to Mount Everest. Okay. Uh, and so, but, but that experience just turned me on and I wanted to go back, but I wanted to go back, not just as a trekker, but as a climber. So I, I took a couple uh, climbing courses in West Virginia, and then I went back and climbed my first Himalayan mountain a couple of years later. And then I just kept going back and climbing other mountains and eventually became a leader and hooked up with um, uh, an, what we call an outfitter company, mm -hmm. a Kathmandu-based um, trekking uh, mountaineering company, and, um, you know, organized groups and led groups and, and started writing about it and had a number of articles published, eventually a book and another book. But all along the way, I was doing initially just small little individual uh, philanthropic projects like collecting uh, clothes and educational materials for a school, uh, donating a, a couple thousand dollars to a woman's shelter, things like that, which were done primarily through my church. But I eventually connected with this one particular village called Basa. Mm -hmm. and. Um, <laughs> had just a, an, an amazing, wonderful experience connecting with this one little remote village and um, uh, wrote a book. That was the really the first book that I wrote about uh, this whole experience, um, which is called Bringing Progress to Paradise. And um, then a, the Basa Village Foundation grew out of that. So, oh, neat. So like a portion of the proceeds of the books go to it or how does that work? Well, um, because, well, so this, uh, I was on this uh, mountaineering expedition with uh, the outfitter company called Adventure Geotrex. And Adventure Geotrex is owned by a guy from Basa Village. His name is Niru Rai. And he hires um, for porters and guides and cooks uh, guys, occasionally women, but mostly men from Basa Village. And so I, in 2006, I spent um, 25 days on this expedition with all these guys from Basa Village. And they told me about this little three grade school they had in their village and how they really wanted to add a fourth and a fifth grade. And when I got back to Kathmandu and was having dinner with Niru and, and Ganas, who was our chief guide, 
they asked me if I could raise $5,000 um, for the school. And they told me that that would buy all the materials to add two classrooms and would pay two teachers salaries for three years. Wow. Teachers, yeah, teachers were paid $40 a month. Wow. Um, yeah, so I- I mean, how could you say no to that? Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> um, and uh, so, my, but I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get other people involved. I mean, I, I could have you know, donated the 5,000 grand myself, but I ended up, um, asking friends who had been on trucks with me, uh, some of the members of my church, and then also this uh, Quaker um, community, uh, they call a Quaker meeting that I connected with. Um, and so a group of about 30 people raised the money. And then we thought this was such a wonderful thing. A group of us trekked to Basa Village. We were only the second, what they call, white people who would ever come to the village. Oh, wow. Uh, and so uh, it, it was it was just this amazing experience of being with these people who were living the same way they had for 500 years. No, that would be, no. I'm a history buff. That would be like extremely fascinating for me. Yeah, I, I mean, there was, there's, like. you know, no electricity, no running water, no radio, no TV, no telephone. Um, cooking all their food over open fires. They eat what they grow, they grow what they eat. So it was um, just a really, and they, they were just so loving and so grateful uh, to us for having donated this money for their school. Um, they literally covered us in flowers, the Aww. group who went there. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to go back and I've been back um, five times with groups of people and we- So uh, you get to see the school and it's functioning and knowing that you were had a hand in that. Yeah, in fact, it, the school has a new building. We eventually, one of our projects was a whole new building and water, electricity, a medical clinic. Um, oh, wow. We're working with the village uh, through the foundation. We've sort of, um, brought to the village all of the basic infrastructure of um, you know modern education and uh, healthcare, uh, electricity, water you know has to offer. So the, the lives of the villagers have really changed dramatically in 15 years. Wow, that's huge. So you have other books that you've written. Are these books along the same lines or what are they? Yeah, they're, they're all <laughs> fairly different um, because I'm not you know, sort of tied to feeling like I, I'm writing uh, to make a living uh, off my royalties. I, I write whatever I feel like writing about. I've written three novels, a um, uh, couple books about sports, um, and uh, a, 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 another a adventure travel book all about going to islands, uh, solo kayaking, uh, scuba diving. Thought, have you ever thought about writing like a fiction or nonfiction version? <laughs> nonfiction <laughs> uh, with a fiction twist of, you know, what you did to help this village? Well, um, 
the author yeah, of these I, just, I, just stories are like going everywhere in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't, I mean, I've written fiction, but I haven't based uh, any of the fiction I've written uh, in the Himalayas, but that would be fun to do. That's a good idea. To kind of share your experience with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be so unique. Well, I love what you're doing with that. And so you're encouraging other people to join this philanthropy trekking as well, to kind of give them the same experience of, you know, you have to lose yourself to find yourself in essence. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, the title of my um, last book about all of my adventures in Nepal and about the, the development of the Basa Village Foundation, the title of that book is, you have to get lost before you can be found. And there's sort of, there's two levels to it. Um, one level is I actually got lost uh, up on a mountain. Like literally got lost on the mountain? Literally <laughs> lost on a Himalayan peak by myself. Oh dear. Separated from our group. Um, spent about eight hours trying to find my way back to our base camp and, and eventually did. And so that was sort of a microcosm of what it feels like to be lost in life and then find your way and be with a community of people who love you and you love and how meaningful that is and so the the greater theme of the book is is that and how we you know we're all on this planet together um and finding yourself is always involved with finding a community being part of a a community, uh, you know, your family, your your neighborhood, your town, and so um, uh, th anyway, that's what that's well, the mean, sort we, of can, we can function by ourselves, but we weren't meant to. And right. so when you're with a community, you're stronger. Like we have, we moved here in 2019, and we had like tons of book shows for that first year. I think the longest we were in one place was the longest we were home was all of maybe four days before we took back off. My parents were sick. And so it was like trying to, to balance everything in there. We didn't really have a chance to make friends. So we kind of connected a little bit with the neighbors around us, but it wasn't until um, the snow and ice storm hit Texas, just this last February, where we mm. really started connecting with people because as people, we needed to function. We, we had some stuff they needed. They had some stuff that we needed and we were able to work together to make it through. It might sound kind of tiny, to make it through the week, but it was a rough week for Texans. I mean, we're not used to that weather. Our houses were not made for that weather. And so people's pipes were bursting. We didn't have water for like 80% of the week. We didn't have electricity for about 90% to 95% of the week. And so we had to basically strip back down to pioneer days. Um, I joke that 2020 was different levels of Jumanji. And that, you know, by the time we headed into 2021 and we hit February, that's the Oregon Trail version of Jumanji. So we all had to kind of function together. And it's like, when you function together with a, a group of people, it makes you stronger. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, you know, this, this pandemic experience for all of us, um, I, I think is such an opportunity to more deeply appreciate what being involved in a community means. I mean, you know, this uh, meeting with people by Zoom, um, seeing people with their faces half covered with masks, uh, it's just, uh, 
you know, it, it, at least for me, it certainly made me really want to get back into my date, my actual physical in-person involvement with other people. Yeah, it's like my love language is physical. And so for me, not being able to hug anybody, <laughs> torture for me. Um, so Zoom is great because I can talk to people, but I can't hug them. And so being a hugger, it's, it's kind of painful, this, this whole thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> Somebody feels it with me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an experience. Um, and you just kind of learn to go with the flow. So what down the road does philanthropy look like for you? Do you take groups over there or how does that work? Yeah, that's um, what I, I've been leading groups for years now, but also just organizing groups that I don't lead, um, that other people within the foundation will lead or just the, with uh, the outfitter company Adventure Geotrex will take care of. Um, we call me uh, the Adventure Geotrex American liaison because I you know, help them uh, plan out um, uh, the itinerary uh, for groups and individuals. Um, but uh, you know, the, found, the foundation has grown. Uh, I actually stepped down as president a couple of years ago. I'm still on the board and um, you know, still very active with it. I'm the corporate secretary. Uh, having been a lawyer for 30 years, I usually get stuck with whatever writing an organization <laughs> needs. Uh, so I, I agreed to take on that duty. But um, you know, there's now younger leadership. And, um, you know, it's great to see younger people stepping up and carrying on something that I started. So it's like you've taken your midlife crisis and you've converted it and used it to not just help yourself, but you've helped a whole village of people along with the other people along the way for the for the trekking. And so I love that. I love that you've you've made something permanent. You know what I mean? You've taken something hard and you've made it a blessing to somebody else and a permanent blessing it is. Yeah, I mean, what I wanted to do when I sort of started on the journey of moving beyond just being an adventure traveler uh, to being a philanthro trekker was to uh, bring other people to the Himalayas and so fellow Americans could experience what I did and then also to benefit the Basa area of Nepal, um, which is still a very poor area. And um, to, yeah, to, to turn that into something that would last and go beyond my, my partner Nero uh, and me, you know, our, our dream has realized. And in fact, our last corporate meeting, we decided we're now gonna go to another area uh, and move beyond the Basa area because we've done everything that really needs to be done uh, for that, Basa. That is amazing. I applaud you on that. That is incredible. I mean, you're affecting future generations and that's just, that's something you can't put a price on. So I do applaud you for that. For people who want to know about you or your books, how do they find you online? 
I have a personal web website, which is my full name, uh, Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, Rasley, R-A-S-L-E-Y.com. Um, I also have an author page on Amazon or just Google my name and you'll find a lot of the articles I've written. And uh, my website has an email connection. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to hear from anybody personally who's interested in trekking, uh, the foundation, uh, books, whatever, email me. Awesome. And we have about three minutes left. Is there anything you'd like to add? Well, I, I guess the the message I would, uh, you know, like to convey most fundamentally to your listeners is that whether you're feeling very content with your life or whether you feel somewhat lost, um, one of the ways to just feel more sort of passion and, and juice as, as you're, uh, you know, the title of your uh, podcast, The Journey is Real, is to make your, your personal journey more real mm -hmm. and do that by challenging yourself, get out there, you know, try something different, but be sure to maintain your family, your community connections, because um, if you get lost, <laughs> it's not very fun to be to not You're find your that. way back. <laughs> so the journey should always, uh, you know, end in a loving embrace with family and community. Mm -hmm. I mean, money can come and money goes, but the lasting effect that you left on the people, and not just the people of the village, but the people that you've connected with with the trekking as well is something that you cannot put a price on. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, you can buy things and you can buy the opportunity to have experiences, but you can't really buy an experience. Mm -hmm. it's, it becomes you. Yeah, and it becomes a part of you and you got to jump in with both feet. So thank you for coming on today, Jeff. Um, we really appreciate you sharing your heart and sharing about philanthropy trucking as well as, you know, where your journey went from there. Um, I applaud your wife for <laughs> go away <laughs> because it allowed you the opportunity to not just help yourself, but like I said, help others in the process, help an entire village and future generations of that village are going to be affected by what you've done. So I do thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your heart with others. Well, thank you very much for having me, CJ. Uh, the time went so quickly. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope maybe we'll get to talk again someday. Definitely. Uh, for those who want to find out more about Jeff, you can find him online and his website is J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-R-A-S-L-E-Y.com. And thank you for listening to The Journey is Real, where we talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their hearts. I'm CJ Peterson of CJPetersonWrites.com. Until next time.